Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal. This is Ray Burton, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Welcome to Middle Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. This is episode 151, and this is a special one for us, for you guys really listening. Uh, only the patrons have heard Cover Old Black in Volume 3, so we thought, let's do a commentary episode on it, play you guys all the tracks from it, and as an added bonus at the end, you're going to get to hear an exclusive version of Clint's new jam. Yep, Hero of the Day Hero from the Cover day. Our World Black in Volume 4. It's a Cover Our World Blackened Day. That's right. This is uh, our Christmas gift to you. So, for, as people who kind of know about this, we make these EPs, they're f- and uh, they're for our patrons until the next volume comes out, and then we make uh, whatever volume before available to everybody. So, that's going to happen. Right. So, which, by the way, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, if you're hearing this on a Monday, it's a couple of days before Christmas. We're going to launch volume four on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. <laughs> for patrons, <laughs> meaning uh, Volume 3 will be available for everyone. We've set up a Bandcamp page. Right. We've made it easy for you to stream it or to purchase the whole thing or to just purchase certain songs. And uh, the other two volumes are there, too. So it's Correct. an exciting week for Cover Our World Black. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah uh, Metal Up Your Pod Class Clause is here, mm-hmm. and we're in the giving mood. Um, yeah, we're excited for you guys to hear Volume 4. Those of you that are our patrons will hear it there. Uh, and to everyone that's bought or streamed the other three volumes, man, we're very grateful, and we're yeah. stoked for those that haven't heard Volume 3 to hear it today. Yeah, and Volume 3 was kind of the departure. We decided to cover uh, songs from Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, which was a really fun experiment. And oh, we, chose some, we chose some cool songs, some deep cuts, and uh, but uh, people will be happy to hear that for Volume 4, we're back on the Metallica train. Yep. And uh, uh, we just got a text from Nathan, who mixes, uh, who mixes these records for us, saying it's the best one yet. Yeah, he literally just texted that to us just a few minutes ago. <laughs> so we're pretty excited. Um, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do. We're going to read a couple of emails as usual. Then we're going to listen to this record together and, and just basically compliment each other. It's going to be awesome. I love <laughs> when we get to stroke each other's egos. It's really, it's so much fun. Uh, here's the deal. Go leave a positive review on iTunes. It would be a wonderful Christmas gift to us if you could go uh, just leave the five stars, say something nice, or don't. Yeah, five stars uh, we, will do. we have people who've literally written, this is a positive review. Clint said to say this. <laughs> and you know what? I'll take it. Hey, that's great. I love, hey, at least they're being honest, man. That's all it, we ask for. Uh, if you really dig the show, we've got a Patreon. You'll hear a commercial about that later. Uh, but that's how you hear these EPs when they come out, when they're fresh. And I don't know when Volume 5 is going to come out. We did, Volume 3 came out in August. Yeah. And so that means we knocked these out. Pretty quick. Pretty quick. I don't know what next year is going to look like. Right. Uh, but I currently don't have any plans to record anything for a minute. Yeah, we're taking obviously taking a little break from it. We we've give or take kind of spread them out between the course of six or so months. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey, God, there's four of them out there now, or just about to be. So yeah. um, a lot of content for you guys to listen to, to 
maybe get encouraged to go help us out on the old Patreon and uh, get access to all this stuff. Yep, and we got one, two, three. We got a bunch of stuff this week. Do you want to name some of these people? Uh, I think I New do. New patrons? New patrons. We have uh, Christopher Bailey. Now, this one here is tough. Uh, Len uh, Pickoutligan. Pickoutligan. Yeah. Where, where'd you say he's from? He or she's from? I think, he's, I think they're French. French, okay. Oh. We. Uh, mm. We have uh, just straight up Ulf. 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 Uh, Mark Faber. Kyle Hotchkiss increased their pledge. Thank you very much. And then Michael Warsfold uh, gives a donation via PayPal. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks you guys. guys. Thank you. We love you guys over there. And, you know, I also wanted to say this because we get new patrons pretty much every week, which is so fucking awesome. It's We're really so cool. lucky. But people also leave the Patreon every week, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's a really, everything kind of comes and goes over there. People hop on when they can support. Mm-hmm. And then when they hop off, obviously, when they can or when they move on. So uh, if you're thinking about doing it, but you think, oh, they get a million patrons every week, uh, right. it kind of evens out because as many people kind of hop off as they do hop on. I also wanted to note about Michael Wurzfold. If you don't want to deal with the PayPal or the uh, Patreon, you can go to our PayPal and just yeah. send us a donation if you want. It's just metalupyourpodcastshow.gmail.com is what's linked to our PayPal. And right. If, if you guys, some people don't want to get involved in that, and that's totally cool. But if you'd rather just make it simple and, you know, give us a few bucks, that's up to you. We're not uh, pressuring anybody, but uh, it, it, it goes a long way and it helps the show uh, stay in well, existence. Well, the cool thing now that we have all these EPs accumulated is that as soon as you become a patron, you immediately get free downloads of all of these EPs. Right. When we only had the one out, it was like a little less. Now you get basically four albums. You get four albums. You get Lunar Satan stuff. You get one of my bonus tracks. Right. There's all sorts of stuff you get. And we give away all kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, are we making a new Patreon commercial right now? I, I think, think we, we just did, yeah. <laughs> Uh, go follow us on the socials. We have a lot of phone over there. I did an Instagram live the other day, yeah, in which I went through every record in my studio, which was about sixty pieces, where I just basically oh, talked oh, oh, about oh. it. I, I was I was thinking your whole collection. I'm like, no, no, how no. long was no, no. this? Yeah, it was seventeen hours. So like what you have in, in yeah. HQ two? Sort of like sh- held it up and talked about why I liked that record, why, cool. what was exciting about it. That's the kind of sauce you get over there on the That's socials, right. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and, Clint and I both have similar setups in our in our respective houses and studios where. We've got the Den Rig with most of our record collection out mm-hmm. there, kind of where the TV is and the bigger hang area. Then both in our studios, we have like, I'm starting to call this my new arrivals section. Ah. When I get new stuff, I put it, I got a milk crate kind of behind Clint right now because I'm a little record player. Mm-hmm. So that's the, you know, the end of the night, listen to that stuff that's coming new uh, that I've purchased recently. Yep. Um, yeah, fun stuff. Well, because you got to go through it, and you got to, and then then it'll make its way to the master collection. Exactly. Right? I, yeah, I've kind of uh, stopped buy, when I buy vinyl. I've stopped uh, just going straight and putting it in the big collection because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like it gets lost. Yeah. So I put it down here, and I make sure to get through all of the ones in this milk crate, and then rotate them out. I got some other stuff that I've pulled out from upstairs and whatnot, but yeah, it's just a good time if you're a vinyl nerd like the the two of us. Then you know, get yourself a B rig. I may have convinced my wife to let me put a C rig. On the nightstand in the bedroom. <laughs> we actually do have a C-Rig in the front room. Yeah? It's just an old uh, 60s Silvertone Hi-Fi yeah. record player. It's, it doesn't sound amazing, but, you know, it sounds cool with, like, old records on mm-hmm. it. It's a whole console unit, you know, all built in, the speakers and stuff. Yeah. More of just a eye candy piece, but if you want to listen to records in, the, in a third spot in my house, It's you a can. wonderful piece of furniture to make love on. With a record playing. With the record playing the yeah. whole time. Yeah. An old record, preferably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all the socials, metalupyourpodcast.com. We will be launching the band uh, camp page uh, this week on the socials. Yeah. 
And so I'm also going to send out a newsletter. So if you go to metalpodcast.com, the very first thing that will pop up is it will ask you if you want to join our newsletter. I think I maybe sent three of those last year. Yeah, it's not overwhelming, but by so any it's not spammy. It's just keeping up to date with shit. We should also say January 12th, January we're 12th. having our three year anniversary party. And we've confirmed that Lizzie and Joe from Hailstorm are going to come to the party. They'll be making an appearance and yes. be part of the trivia or be part of some something. Something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and this is how cool they are. I mean, we, we just hung out them yesterday. They had a little party at their house, and me and Clint, uh, you know, we graced them with our presence. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just last week, I just texted Joe, like, hey, if you guys are in town on the 12th, we're having our Melody Podcast third anniversary party. He's like, hell yeah, we'll be there. And I jokingly said, maybe we can pull you guys on stage to help us out with trivia or some giveaways or something. He said, F- his quote was, fuck yeah, we'll do whatever. How about we're at Joe and Lizzie's Christmas party, and I had just gotten there, and then I was trying to Irish exit. Literally couldn't Irish exit. I've never not been able to Irish exit before. Yeah, you, you, you failed your mission. You were determined, too. You, you explained the entire thing to me and my wife. Yeah. And, uh, For those of you who don't know what an Irish exit is, it's when you leave without saying goodbye to anybody. Right. Because, look, if, a big party, and it's a whole to-do. You got to say bye to everybody. Right. It's a big to-do. What's a lot better is suddenly, out of nowhere, you go, oh, wait, where's Clint? I haven't seen him in a minute. And like, oh, I think he split. I think I'm going to take off. It, it leaves an air of mystery. It saves everyone having to do all these weird goodbyes. And then you shoot it. I shot a text to Joe later. It was like, hey, man, love you, dudes. Thank you so much for having me, blah, blah, blah. Right. But he ended up coming up to our little circle while I put my jacket back on. Because then I was going to put, you have to put the jacket and the scarf on right. to reintegrate that look. Because if you just put all your shit on, it's like, oh, are you leaving? Goes, yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm good. No, yeah. no, no, it's chilly. But he then kinda, he came he up. He kind of showed up right when you were He came up and he was like, you got to split, right? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Then he wanted you to weren't show supposed me, to know that. But then he wanted to show me all the shit in his studio. Yeah. Which, by the way, that bitchin' double neck guitar. So then we went into Gear Town. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, man. Well, I, was, I had to just fess up to the goodbye. Yeah. Did you tell him you were trying to do an Irish exit? No. Okay. No. Save it for the next one. <laughs> Put that one on the back burner, man. I hope I haven't ruined my Irish. Well, I did. I did split without saying bye to Lizzie, so I kind of yeah. half accomplished my okay, goal. Okay, you got half and half. But yeah, I love that you also explained the entire process to me and my wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I have a unique spin on it for me, where I take the fake phone call. Right, the fake phone call is the way to go. I think if you're going to do that, because then it's someone's like, oh, that would, oh, Ethan's got a phone call. He'll be back. Yeah, and then and then there's you have some uh, recourse if things get dicey. You'd be like, oh, it's my grandmother. She's not well. You you can. That's kind of. I feel like that's those. like. Crossing the line a little bit, like making up a fake story like that is kind of like I've never had to do that. I'm just saying, uh, no one's going to argue with that. I think if I think there could be a situation presented to you where you would maybe have to pull that one out mm-hmm. um, if someone's like not letting you leave, right? You know, something like that. Right. But in in the case of the the hailstorm Christmas party, <laughs> I don't think I was, was having a great time. I don't think it was appropriate. To, it was an awesome time. Yeah, I, we, I only had to leave because we, <coughs> as you know, uh, we were having to get together at our house with our band, yeah. the Rodney Atkins, some of the band guys and their wives and shit. Right. So my wife was like, "Don't you dare leave me here by myself <laughs> with them all showing up." So you know, it worked out. Yeah, for but sure. I wish I could have. St- it was nice to hang out with you and Callie. Not a not a not podcast related. I know it, it's. Unfortunately, Clint and I kind of get in the habit of the only time we see each other is while we're recording, which is still a great time. We always have... We always have a lovely time. It is... Oh, it is lovely. But, you know, the meat of the hang is us recording like this right now. We have a little bit of time before and afters to hang, catch up and stuff like that. So it was nice just to hang outside of all that and, uh, you know, just be real ass friends. We should say, too, that January 10th, we are playing an in-town gig together with Paul Moak. That's right. With Matthew Mayfield. At the High Watt. At the High Watt. Yeah. So that'll be a rock and roll show. 
Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's going to be an exciting weekend for us. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And then uh, if you're in the Nashville area, I believe it's on the 5th, Clint and I will be on the old airwaves. Uh, I've got a good friend named Andy Heron who uh, hosts a show on 1029 The Buzz here in town um, on, on uh, Sunday nights. And he is allowing us to come in, play a couple of our Metallica covers, and kind of promote the party. So if you're, if you're uh, in the Nashville area, or you can listen online, too. We'll be on the, the party's going to be pitching, and we've got some other guests lined up for the party too that are kind of in in limbo of confirmation. But oh, Lars Ulrich, it's going to be <laughs> if you can make it to the party, it's not one to miss. And we've got several fans that are flying in from all over yeah. the place. So we tried to get Metallica to play again the next night at the arena, but they can't do it. Well, unfortunately, James had to go back to rehab, He's so still that's there, yeah. literally the only reason that they didn't. Literally do it. it, yeah. So we were disappointed, just like everyone. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's the deal. Listen, we love hearing from the family. Metal up your podcast show at gmail we get all sorts of wonderful, cool emails from all you people, you sweet people out there. And uh, we like to read a few, because uh, we, we dip into the fam, and then it also gives us some talking points for some Metallica stuff. So we're going to do that now, and what we like to affectionately refer to, yes, as the, the email, email portal. The portal. <laughs> All right, our first email is from just straight up Greg. Greg. He says, hey guys, I was glad to become a patron of your show. You guys do a great job. Always interesting and funny. Very enjoyable, especially when you talk about the best band ever, Megadeth. <laughs> Metallica. Um, I'm the president of Steel City Sanitarium, the Pittsburgh chapter. Well, sir. Hi. Oh, you should have signed it Sir Greg. <laughs> um, Berlin, Berlin was my 62nd Metallica show. First show was in Rich, uh, Richfield, Ohio with Cliff. Amazing. That's incredible. Uh, it's a pleasure, and I'm proud uh, to have followed the band from the beginning. Keep up the great work. Wow, thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. That's really awesome. Uh, I love hearing from the chapter uh, heads. You know, we've, yeah. we've become friends with a lot of those people, and uh, those are just people keeping it real in their little mm-hmm. communities and, and trying to drum up a little community for Metallica. That's I right. I love yeah. those dudes. Speaking and, of chapter heads, uh, Blake, Blake Talica, as he's known now, he's coming to the party. Good. Uh, Good. Him and his wife have RSVP'd. Wonderful. Um, I know Edgar. So Edgar, who, by the way, sent us some of his chapter shirts. He sent mm-hmm. us a handwritten note on paper that was handmade by him, paper. by the way. He handmade his own paper and, his wrote, hands? and wrote a note. Amazing. Um, he said he's going to try to come, but he's got a tool show to go to, but he may cancel that just to come to the wow, party. You, and come he's on. in California. You're going to cancel a tool show I told in California? Him, I told him not to. Yeah, dude. Stay home. Go see Tool. It's probably in LA, I'm guessing. Uh, we're friends, and we're friends with like uh, uh, Ujwa is from uh, Hardwired to Nepal. Mm-hmm. Came to our party. You know, we've met yeah. a lot of cool people. I think they give some guitar picks. Um, thanks for the email, Greg. Good to hear from you, homie. Cyrus writes, "Good day, minstrels. Well, <laughs> welcome from the portal. <laughs> Good day, minstrels. Well, minstrels, welcome from thine portal." He says the Napster episode was one of your best. My reasoning for this statement is the subject has so much relevance in current music culture, Metallica history, and music history in general. Wanted to thank you all, including Paul, 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 for the great insight and compilation of the history of that era. Also, just wanted to bring up the change in internet technology that occurred at the time. T1 high speed. Now, this is a this is a little nerd alert talk for me. Love it. Uh, Napster was most rampant on universities, and the universities were the subject of Lars's legal uh, suits. The T1 allowed you to download a song in ten seconds to one minute instead of thirty minutes to four days. LOL as it was with dial-up. This massive shift in internet tech on college campuses made Napster possible. Some good little context there. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus ends by saying, thanks again for everything you all give to the Metallica music community. 
Listening to this podcast is one of the things I look forward to every Monday. Cyrus from Durango, Colorado, New Jersey, which he says, helpfully, is a sharp left out of the portal. <laughs> oh, the New Jersey portal? We need we need portal shirts bad. There's the, there's the Lincoln Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel, and then one of those things leads to the portal. Right. The portal tunnel. Okay. Well, it's, it leads you right into New Jersey. Sounds great. I'm, as far as I know, most portals go to New Jersey. Yeah. That's um, what the shirt should say, maybe. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, next email is from Jason Berkowitz. He says, hey, Clinton Ethan, please continue to keep the show going. I love every Metall- uh, Sorry, I love everything Metallica, and nearly all my friends bailed on them uh, at the Black Album, and I've got no one to talk to or share my love with the bandwidth. That's, that's, a, that's a shame. Mm, so, so, shame. He says, so keep it up. Well, we'll, we'll keep it up as long as we can. Um, I can't believe your friends haven't come back on the ride. Don't they know Hardwire? Didn't they hear Death Magnetic? How could anyone be so butthurt that when, I mean, like, Death Magnetic is, here's what I'm officially calling Death Magnetic. You may disagree, maybe some of our listeners will disagree. I'm officially referring to that as Injustice for All Part 2. Yeah. It's super progressive, the songs are super long, it's metal up your fucking butt. Yeah. And if you were all bummed out about the slow, groovy rock stuff, Death Magnetic should have been a a nice... uh, Death Magnetic's awesome. I'm doing the chef's kiss again. You call we, that? You name that the chef's kit. We talked about this at the at the Lizzie and Joe's party. Yeah. What is that called when you when you? Delicioso. Uh, delicious. chef's kiss. Delicious. Well, Jason, thank you for listening, dude, and uh, we will keep doing this as long as we can, as Ethan said. Eli writes, "Hey, Clinton, Ethan, after listening to your podcast for quite a while now, I finally decided to write an email to you two. You're probably drowning in fan mail, but I wanted to try and reach out to you nonetheless. Well, here here we here's your big moment, Eli. Here we go." He says, I stumbled across your podcast thanks to the episode with Jay Weinberg and started to occasionally listen to some episodes. Of course, I decided to start from the beginning after a while, and I've been an almost daily listener ever since. So that's cool that he checked out our Jay Weinberg episode. That's That's, awesome. That was a popular episode. It's also our longest. Such a um, cool dude. He's awesome. Who just like talked with us for like three hours about whatever the fuck. I'm pretty sure the episodes, it's our longest at like three hours and 19 minutes or something. And Mm -hmm. I think Paul's, one of Paul's was number two. He says, thanks for putting so much effort and heart into the podcast. As a 16-year-old metal fan, I hardly know anyone who's equally as interested in Metallica or heavy music in general as I am. Listening to the podcast is definitely something I wouldn't want to miss anymore. It's like a fun journey with guys that are into the same music, especially the episodes on the shows you went to uh, that make me feel as if I saw the concerts myself. Metal up and keep rocking, Eli. It's cool, Eli. Thanks. It's really cool when we get younger fans writing in. Love it. I, not only just because they're listening to our show, that's obviously flattering. That's very cool. But it's just cool they're getting into heavy music at such a young age like you and I did. Eli, you, my homie, are keeping metal alive in the youth, and uh, you're waving that flag for young folks. That's right. In a time, and listen, I listen. To, I, I love a lot of current pop music. I like Halsey. I like Lana Del Rey. I love Billie Eilish. This is well documented. Yeah. Um, but I, I can definitely understand. I mean, hard music and heavy music's not really happening right now it's not really it's, I mean, like, it's big still it's just not like it's not like it's not mainstream like right Lizzo it's a little more niche yeah i mean yeah. it's not i mean you got ghost out there you got slipknot out there right. and of course you got metallica still holding it down but but like new bands aren't like taking right. over there's not like another slipknot that's like right. emerging right now that's like just dominating right um these are most of them have become kind of legacy acts now well we appreciate you holding it down for the metal fortress eli that's right, man. All right, our last email is from Stan Pro. He says, hey, guys, hope you're having a great week. You know what we are? Yes. Uh, have you ever done an episode or planned an episode where you dive into the best Metallica songs covered by other bands? In all my, in all my Metallica years, I've never really dug into, into this until now. 
Um, and I've been really surprised that bands like Sum 41 did a great job with Master of Puppets and equally surprised that Dream Theater uh, did such a cringy version of the same song. Granted, these are the top results uh, on YouTube, um, but it'd be interesting uh, to know what your favorites are and, no, and know Apocalyptica and Cover All Black and Don't Count. Um, no, one, no one can reach those standards. Canned audience. Aww. Aww. Well, listen, I agree with you. You can't top ours. Um, anyways, he says, ends by saying, the metal up your ass, the mighty Stanzig. Yeah, I mean, here, here's how I feel about that. I would, I would rather people just send them in to us. I, I don't have a lot of interest in seeking it out. Or, I, I mean, I don't know if I want to sit down and do a full episode on that. I mean, well, or it, maybe there's enough good ones out there that it'll be fun. I don't know. I, I think if people submit them and we can kind of like go through them in that way. We could find 10 that are cool, and then... I, I, we could do an episode on that. Send them to the portal. Where we... <laughs> simply, I need my portal, yes. Where we could listen to them together. That would be fun. Okay. We'll listen to them, but here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to go listen to like 50 of them and have to pick 10. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we know the Sum 41 uh, from Icon when mm-hmm. they came out and opened that show. They were they were great. Little Biscuit did Sanitarium. Actually, Sum 41 did From the Bell Tolls. There's another video I actually saw of them randomly online in some in some studio mm-hmm. doing puppets. And they, I mean, those guys are great players. Hailstorm's got a great version of Lightning. Yes. Um, you know, Pantera did a version of Whiplash. There's all sorts of shit. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of like lesser known bands. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like an album called Blackened or something where there's, there's a like, lot of tribute it's albums like 20, out there? people who did abc all right metallica is one of those bands that have so uh, they've sold so many records are so legendary that there's all these kind of third party tribute records out there mm-hmm. there's probably some good ones there's probably mostly crappy ones um i think stone sour did creeping death maybe really? okay that's not great um, you know it's it's hard they're a hard band to cover we can attest to that you know what somebody sent me one time i don't know if it was through, it was through the show or, or maybe prior to that and i'm gonna hate to admit that it actually sounded pretty badass was Nickelback doing Sabbath True at a festival? Seen it. Sounds great. I was like, damn. Okay. I mean, yeah. I know those guys are good musicians and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw it. So it's fine. It's good. It, it sounds a lot like the re- the record. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I'd rather hear Metallica. That's the thing. Like, I remember seeing Dream Theater do Disposable Heroes, and it, it, you know, my my response to that was kind of like, nah, who cares? Who's asking for that? Yeah. Well, here, here's what I like about cover songs uh, of any band, whether it's Metallica or whoever, Billie Eilish. Um, I like when people do their own take on it, the way we've right. kind of done it with RAPs. And we're yeah. not saying we're better than these people or by any means. It's just fun to reimagine these songs. That's why I love Apocalyptica, because, it, yeah, it is pretty much the same thing, but it's four cellos. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's so cool sounding, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or like when I've done, you know, Sanitarium in G major. Right. You know, things like that. Um, to me, it just is a little more thought put into it, I guess. And uh, it just helped. It also helps the listener kind of reimagine it and... You hear it from a different kind of angle. I mean, I've done, I've done, like, I did Low Man's lyric that's pretty faithful to the recording, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Yeah, everything else is really different, almost because it has to be. I it can't does, yeah. do it the way they do it. Well, I mean, like everyone last week heard my cover of Dyer's Eve. Right. I mean, like it's still minor. Right. But I mean, you guys know Dyer's Eve. Like, I'm not going to do a verbatim version. I can't. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's almost like the limitations of it. My Carpe Diem Baby that's coming up on volume four is almost a completely different song. It's a country rock song. So, you know, um, and we tried to put some of that same sauce on cover on volume three that we're about to listen to. But, you know, I think if the, if we have our fans sort of crowdsource that for us and just send us some that are really good, it'll be easier to do that episode. What a a long answer to that question. It was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep talking about it. Let's, why don't we just get out of here? All right. (laughs) Let's get out of the email corner. Peace.
Hey everyone, this is Ethan and Clint. We're here to tell you about supporting the show via Patreon. That's right. Every week, Ethan and I work hard to bring you the best Metallica content possible. If you think the show has value, consider supporting us on a financial level at Patreon. For $5 a month, or the price of two cups of coffee, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. But that's not all. In addition to being able to help sleep at night for supporting your favorite podcast, we've also come up with incentives to say thank you that are exclusively available to patrons. For example, for a pledge of $5 or more, you immediately get free downloads of every cover our world black and ep ticket giveaways for shows like snm2 and slain castle box sets rare vinyl metallica memorabilia like snm2 guitar picks email priority meaning we'll read your email first on the show the chance to ask guests like hailstorm jay weinberg of slipknot and metallica row crew your very own questions and the opportunity to come on the show as a guest for our metal tales bonus episodes in which you can tell us all about any Metallica show you've been to in the past. All this and more for becoming a patron and supporting Metal Up Your Podcast. We couldn't do this show without you, and to everyone on the ride with us, we sincerely thank you. Peace. Adios. <laughs> okay, well, are we ready to start listening to this record? I know I am. I think uh, it's going to be a good time. What do you think, Clint? Uh, I agree. I agree with you. First thing we got is uh, one of my tracks. This is Kickstand by uh, Soundgarden. Great track. A little background on this. I started this recording on the road with Need to Breathe. Hmm. Oftentimes, as we always do, if there's an extra dressing room available, something like that, I'll just kind of camp out in there. and Yeah. Nathan did a great job on this mix. He added a bunch of the bells and whistles on this song. Yeah, it's cool. Like the mixing process for people who don't know, sometimes it's really straightforward. Like, hey, just make what we sent you sound great. Sometimes it's an opportunity for someone like Nathan to be creative himself. Yeah. And sometimes we get surprised with some of the candy. Yeah, he added a lot of stuff. Like, uh, it comes in, I guess, later. So those Mellotron strings are all me. But he dynamically brought it up a lot more coming up here soon. That little piano thing. This almost sounds like the way you did it, like an acoustic Oasis song. (laughs) Thank you. I mean that as a compliment. I'm a massive Oasis fan. I love it, yeah. It's a cool deep cut, too. Yeah. You know, you you could have chosen a lot of big hits off Super Unknown. Well, trust me, I tried... Black Hole Sun. It's fucking hard. You did try it? I tried it, yeah. I tried Fell in Black Days. I tried Day I Tried to Live. It's hard, man. They're a hard band to cover. Yeah. So All that little almost Nine Inch Nails sound and stuff, that's all Nathan. The percussion? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I sent it to him and he was like, hey, do you mind if I have some fun with this? Because it was, it was so much simpler than this. It's like, Sure, go for oh, it. I didn't know that. Look at me. I'm even learning things myself. Yeah. That little thing. I was. I mostly just did guitar, vocals, and Mellotron. I love how delicate it is. I love the double-tracked acoustic. That's a trick I do all the time. Oh, yeah. Right. So Nathan did all the programming. Yeah. Did we give him credit for that on the record? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Sorry, Nathan. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> I know you're probably not listening, but... Well, he's definitely not listening now, because this isn't oh, yeah. live. He turned it off. I do remember I sequenced the record, and you were a little... You had some trepidation about starting with this one. I was just surprised. But I, I like the... I like the vibe of this in the beginning. And oh, how, how they, they danced. danced. People on the kickstand. <laughs> I love uh, your version of Nutshell here. Nutshell by Alice in Chains, of course. Yeah, this was the first thing I recorded for the project. And it's the first thing I ever recorded with. This was right after we got uh, our Taylor deal. Oh, is this so, with the Taylor? So we just been to Taylor, our friend Devo hooked us up, me and our other guitar player for Rodney hooked us up with a couple of badass awesome. Taylors so this is one of the first things that got recorded. That's cool because uh, my Fender Malibu that I bought on that Neither Breed Tour is all the acoustics on this as well nice. or two of the, two of the, uh, two of the songs what I love about this song is just those first couple chords you instantly know this song yeah which is hard to do kind of with just, just normal open chords there's a kind of unique chorusing effect on the guitar and the bass one of the things I was most excited to play was Mike Inez's bass line. Yeah. That bass line is just the heartbeat of the song, though. Yeah. I love how Alice in Chains so much so embraced like these acoustic EPs like Sap and Jarflies and even mix some of that stuff in on their records, you know, because they're such a good band for it. And when, especially when they did the Unplugged uh, episode, great yeah. harmonies, great vocals. Yeah. Pretty daunting trying to sing Lane Staley stuff. Yeah, agreed. So instead of the guitars, I did a Mellotron type piano. Yeah, and that's cool. Instead of that, yeah, there's a. You can't hear it. We soaked it in verb. Sounds awesome. This is thine sound while traveling through this portal. <laughs> this version's cool, man, because it, up until that part, I feel like it's very true to the original, and then that, mm-hmm. that kind of changes it up for me a little bit. It's a pretty unique thing going on during the guitar solo, too. Yeah. It takes a pretty big left turn. Piano sounds great, too. Yep. Kind of made it more chill. If, as if that if was that's possible. possible yeah. Yeah. Peeing in my head. I find it <laughs> peeing in my head, yeah. Hey, don't kink shame. I hate that. Was that a little slide there? Yeah, pedal steel. Oh, your buddy did that, right? No, did, did I you, did it. Or do you, do you have a pedal steel? No, it's pe- I call it pedal steel, but it's guitar. Oh, when you do the band, the, yeah. you do the little bendies. Keep the two notes straight, bend one. And you and uh, a lot of delay and reverb. Yeah, usually when you do those and then like like fade it in on a volume pedal, you don't hear the actual attack of the strings yeah. that get that pedal steel effect. That sounds great. I, I was fooled. Fooled. Wow, what up? Okay. No guitar solo. 
it's been fun to like I haven't really listened to these ones since we finished them mm-hmm. knowing that we'd eventually do this so it's kind of fun to revisit these now I listen to them every day bro I, w- I will from now on Good harmonies, man. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Oh, really hard to do. Yeah. Can you hear that mel- that yep. melody? Oh yeah. That badity badity yep. boom. I love it. Did you do the harmonica as well? Oh yeah, I played everything. On awesome. That. Well, no, you've outsourced a few times, so. Um, I outsourced strings on this one. Oh, a little bit of drums. Perfect. Right key, right? Perfect, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that one's great. You did a great job with that one. Uh, Territorial Pissings by Nirvana. One of my favorite tracks of Nevermind. Yep. Um, yeah. This what one, a title. This one was all done at HQ1 here. Actually, no, no, I started this one on the road. Like the last week of tour, I did like, I programmed the drums and did some acoustic. Did you try any other Nirvana songs? How did you land on this one? Uh, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Uh, I tried. Um, what did I try? I think I tried li- lithium, maybe. Oh, really? And then I tried some. What did I try off of incesticide? Um, stand by. So did Nathan make that slapback sound on the drums? Yeah, he added that. Uh, I tried Ben a Sun. Um, the other one I was trying was Drain You. Yeah. Um, and then I got to this one, and I was like, I love this song. It's real simple. The chords never change. Um, and it's just a, it's such a, like, much like Kickstand, it's such a chaotic song, almost like punk rock. So it's fun to just really slow it down right. and drag it out. It's cool. It just brings out the melodic sensibility of yeah. it. Kirk Cobain was such a great melodic writer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and like we were talking about reimagining cover songs, or originals to make cover songs. Like you just, to your point, it's a great way to hear these melodies maybe better because on this recording, he's like screaming. Yeah. You know, um, not like I'm doing it justice. I'm just saying it just, I'm helping point out how good that melody is. Right. Got some Univibe going there. I mean, and there is an argument to be made about an artist that is doing it more faithfully to the recording right. because you want to hear their voice. Sure. Like, you know, Nutshell was pretty faithful. Yeah. But, I don't know, I liked singing it. Yeah. I liked the way my voice sounded doing it. So that's the other side of the coin. Right, yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, this is pretty different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait till some of the listeners hear Volume 4. Yeah, Volume 4 is crazy. One in particular I did way, way different. Because this song is so repetitive, I, this, this is another part, funny about covers, I decided to just throw my own solo. Yeah. Because why not? All fuzzed out. What's that effect on it? 
Is that like an octave thing? There's an it's a, a, a MXR pedal called the Submachine, uh, and it's got a octave thing you can throw on there, and it's just the filthiest buzz side fuzz. Oh, it's so, such a fun pedal. Really cool choices, note choices in the solo. It was fun to kind of compose because there's that A major. You've got a great solo in Dyer's Eve, too, on, on Volume 4. Oh, thank you. That was another one I thought would be fun, just to make up my own whole different... I basically rewrote a song with Dyer's Eve lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the fun part to it. Um, ooh, yeah. This is the hardest song I've ever covered. Soundgarden, man, that's how good they were. Like it, they, ma they made it impossible for you to even to simplify their song and cover it. It's Cornell's melodies alone. Is that a resonator? It's a 12 string. It's that buzz in there is cool though. Mm -hmm. I love that resonator vibe. Yeah, I loved it. That's that one you bought on vacation, right? Yep. I got it in Asheville. That's a great guitar. Yep. It's 200 bucks. Love it. That's on cover of Black and White Volume 4 too. On uh, well, I don't want to say it's song it's on, but yeah, awesome. Got to use that. This is similar to the spirit of the song, but it's the drums are. I like how the programming nature of the drums feels like a Death Cab for Cutie thing, mm -hmm, totally. and then it's all acoustic. Yeah. Whereas the original is real spacey, stoner rock electric, right. and then it gets heavy. This is your version is almost like maybe how Allison Chains would do it, right? You know, for uh, unplugged or whatever. Another dude that's just almost impossible to sing. Like I know. I don't ever want to try to cover Soundgarden's song ever again in my life. No, I think I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm retired. This is a great deep cut on Down on the Upside. Yeah, that's an awesome One record. of my favorite songs. Do you have that on vinyl? Oh, yeah. I don't have that one on vinyl. I only have the two. I want to get King Animal. Yeah. Uh, there's a pretty cool 30th anniversary of uh, Bad Motorfinger out. Yeah. It's got a bunch of cool bonus shit. I just have Super Unknown, but yeah, that's my that. favorite record. So good. Flawless. Pretty weird B section, especially all acoustic when yeah. it, when it comes up here. Because this is where their song takes off real heavy. Yeah, but I had to figure out a way to do it. Weird time signatures. Yeah. We're Soundgarden? They do that? No, <laughs> no way. Weird, right? I mean, one of the first bands that taught me that. Them and Rush. Mm. And Helmet. You ever get into Helmet? Yeah, kind of. I don't know if... It doesn't age as well as you think, yeah. but... The melodic songs do. The more screamy songs don't, don't at all. You know? I had, like, an older cousin that I really looked up to. He was always in the Helmet. Yeah. Like, look how weird this stuff is. Harmonics on a bass. You nailed it, man. The harmonics on the 12 string sound cool. Yeah. So if you hear this creepy electric. Yeah. I put I found this cool delay. It was in the box. And I just took everything out except the effect of the delay. So you're not hearing the actual thing I'm playing. Yeah. You're only hearing the delay come around. That's cool. So it created this really trippy real thing creepy. for the third verse. I dig it. Total, total stoner song. Yeah. It's awesome. 
that effect you're just talking about also goes to show that, like, you know, because some people will dog like Pro Tools and Logic and stuff like that, but if you use it for good, you know, if you really get in there and like tweak some stuff, it's just another tool. Another tool, exactly. It can be things can be overused and and maybe not used well, I guess. But finding little things like that, though, like just taking off like the dry signal and it's creates this cool atmospheric sound. I got a good scream in the song. My mom was staying with us when I was tracking <laughs> the vocals. She's pretty shocked. Yeah. It's, it's buried in the mix, but... It's long. I was screaming as loud as I could. Yeah. Like, Clinton, what are you doing down there? Everything okay? Ma, the meatloaf! <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf! What is she doing up there? <laughs> It'd be cool if and nerve-wracking if remaining members of Soundgarden could hear these. It'd make me nervous. I would only want to know if they heard it, if they liked it. Yeah, don't respond. If they heard it and didn't like it, I would like to not know that. Right. That's all. Is that too much to ask? Is that that unreasonable? Jim Thile. Great Vin Shepard stuff. He's such an underrated bass player, I think. I actually honestly couldn't really play the bass line that he does in this, so I kind of did my own. Yeah. It works. It's pretty soupy and cool like his, but it's not what he does. Right. I, I, I kind of couldn't crack the code on Dude, it. Dude, that's what's kind of cool about Ben Shepard's bass player. Even when we did that grunge night thing in town, I spent like hours. Like, I had to find YouTube videos of people covering that bass I, line. I did that. But the thing is, this song is so... Such a deep cut, yeah. Like burn it, burn in my hand. You can find right. people oh, yeah. kind of dissecting that. Overfloater, they never played it live, yeah. so I couldn't like watch him play it. Right, and uh, no one covered it, or no one does any tutorials of it. Yeah, so. insane. This is a highlight of the album for sure. Well, thank you. This was a no-brainer for me. This is is and will always be my favorite Allison Chain song. Just. I love how beautiful it is. The verse into the chorus is a key change. You know, ends D major to minor. Like, the only thing I really changed in this one is I made this double. You made it up. I yeah. made it double time on the which, verses. Which, which to- tonally, uh, not like tone of the drums, but I mean tonally of the, as, a, as a whole, Yeah, it gives it a different feel. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously. And I but. went back to kind of the original feel for the chorus and stuff. Um, added my lap steel to it. And it's cool. This was a tough one to uh, vocally. There's a couple weird notes in there. Then once Jerry's harmony comes in for the chorus, and this one took a little work, but it was such a fun one to record. Was this the first one you did? Uh, I think this was the first one in, you. Indifference was finished. the first one I started. Oh, okay. This was the first one I finished. I had some tremolo guitar on the left. Sounds there. great. Yep, sounds great. Those little textures go a long way. Yeah. That Duesenberg lap seal I have, I have to put that on everything. It's just my favorite thing I own. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complimenting mine necessarily, but just the 
how well that's written by Jerry and Lane. So to, amazing. To, to think to go from D major and then let's just make the course now D minor. It's the saddest of all keys. Well, then it goes to major again here. Tonight. Tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make it a pop punk version. Tonight. Oh, yeah. That's one of our band jokes is ton- tonight. So the pop punk. She's like, yeah. I hate my dad tonight. It's a lot of it's about <laughs> hating your dad. Yeah. Anything with an I syllable. I don't want to do my homework tonight, dad. Tonight. Tonight. What's for dinner tonight, mom? I'm going to eat breakfast tomorrow morning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, For some reason I felt like I had to record these vocals late at night Just oh, I had to get That into, is so super, it, it So would, brooding bro well, that, And that day I was like I'm gonna record these vocals tonight Tonight It's gotta be late at night I'm gonna punch myself in the balls a few times Tonight Tonight I slowed it down a little bit too from the original, even though the original one's already way slow. Man, this is definitely one of their greatest songs. Yeah, agreed. Kind of forget about it a little bit because it's such a big hit or whatever. It's like this, one of the big songs you identify with them. Yeah, well, and some, I mean, sometimes you forget about it too because it was it was later on the record on Dirt. It wasn't like, but it was a big single. It was a pretty big single, but compared to like Rooster though. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean th- those are the too. two. Those are the two big ones, right? This part was kind of fun to do, just kind of lo-fi vocals. and Jerry's, yeah. I had that was a note I sent to Nathan. Like, could you lo-fi these vocals out for the little bridge section? A little piano in there. And you know what? He did it. He did it well. I think that acoustic is my early '80s guild that I've had since high school. You don't know, though, huh? No, I, I know it is. Oh, you said yeah. I think. Sorry, let me start that up again. <laughs> I know that's my early 80s guild that I've had since high school. Cool harmony there. Sean Kennedy's an underrated drummer. I know. He actually tracked on this. <laughs> uh, he, he's, me and Paul were just talking about him the other day. We were talking about drummers that, that almost drag... Too much, but in a cool way. Sean Kinney, uh, I forget the dude's name from STP. Definitely did it. The, like, they, they played so behind the beat. I love it. Sean Kinney still is that way. I saw him at the at the Ryman, which is I've never played mm-hmm. um, uh, a few years ago. I, I just couldn't stop watching him, and you like want him to speed up, but it works so well for that band. When I saw them, they did Love Hate Love, yeah, which is already just so slow and just. Songs tend to be faster live because you're adrenaline, but he just yeah. kept it so slow, and yeah. so pocketed. Totally, it is kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely is. My wings have been so denied. Denied. My wings have been sewn, Dad. <laughs> Get off my case, Dad. Tonight. You don't even like Alice in Chains tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Go Dad, listen to your old person records tonight. Do you like that Smashing Pumpkin song tonight? Tonight. tonight. Right, I listened to it later tonight. This is speaking of deep cuts. So this was never on a Pearl Jam record. This was on the Merkin Ball single. I went through a deeper cut. I went through a lot of Pearl Jam songs to try to find the right one. 
Yeah, another hard. All these bands are hard, man. Yeah. But I was trying to go for was that kind of a castanets like. Yeah. And I, but then I just kept it real ambient and chill. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I wanted to give it, like, a Spanish feel. But it just didn't really work. With some maracas and stuff? Yeah, there we go. Well, just, we're, just, we're doing it now. Do the chef's kiss. But I have this great ambient... It's kind of forever guitar. That's cool. That just floats Is there a reverse out. thing on there or something? No. It's just like a lot of washy. Yeah, you can't hear the attack much of the guitar. It's cool. Yeah, it's super wet. It's, it sort of floats over the song. I love that in recordings, hearing that contrast of like drier guitars, mm-hmm. like acoustics like this, and then it's it's way in the background, but it just adds that cool atmosphere. Um, it, it just, I think it kind of, I don't know, just it adds the space to it. You know, the the width of the song tonight. It's Kevin Rapillo on the drums. Just some chill toms. It's me on Shaker, though, bro. Dude. I didn't need him to do Shaker. Speaking, I took speaking of a shaker. Spanish Latin feel, did he track the drums at his, stu- his studio? Yeah. Cool. This cool, like, gang vocal ooze come in here. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. <laughs> Simple like lines it. intertwined. <laughs> this one's called Lick My Love Pump. Oh man, that's funny. I love Spinal Tap. Oh my gosh, I rewatched it for the I don't know how much time. I'm due ago. for a new, a, a fresh watching. It's about a month or two ago, when we were down in Florida, and we watched it one night, and just it doesn't get old. Yeah, none of Christopher Guest movies to me get old. Like I'll watch Best in the Show, Waiting for Guffman, Mighty Wind, Mighty Wind, yeah, all, any of those. <laughs> we always manage to throw something in and make fun of our songs. Well, we have to. It's hard to just sit and listen to your own songs. It's true. Tonight. There's a at the end of this song. There's sort of a similar thing that you're down in the hole playing yeah. off vocals. Awesome. But instead of Jerry and Lane, it's Eddie and Stone. Eddie and Stone singing Stone songs and lines intertwining back and forth. Simple lines. Oh, here we go. Ooh, it's a jump hopper. A lot of harmonica on this one for me. I never thought to add harmonica to mine. My neck, volume five is going to be only harmonica <laughs> and vocals. Right. Did you ever like the song? Were you a fan of the song? Yes, I am. They used I am, to open with it. I, I a lot. am a fan of the song. I've seen some live versions of it. It's one of those ones that sometimes you forget about it because mm-hmm. it's like on the record. Yeah, um, beautiful song. Well, and, it, and the single that it's on, it's just the B side. The single right. is "I Got Shit." Yeah. Really, really pretty lyric though, man. That was a good one of his best lyrics. Yeah, that was a good breathy today, today, tonight, tonight. <laughs> here's the here's the. The intertwining vocals. It's three of them. Three of Clint. Trace Clint's. 
And I had those pretty dry, but Nathan wet made them wet, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's better." A big reverb guitar in the background still sounds rad. Well, what's cool is I performed it really loud. Yeah, and it's just cool because it's a, it's an aggressive tone actually. Right. And then I'm at the end of this, I'm hitting that tremolo arm hard. Yeah. You hear it at the very end. It's cool. Love that. Just sounds like like a ship just sank and you just you can't see it anymore. Oh, that ship. last little sound. Or right. Something. And we were all on the ship and the right. ship was sinking. Right. Uh, Indifference, also by Pearl Jam. My version. So I started this one on the road. Uh, I want to say I was in Oklahoma or something. I remember the dressing room, but mm-hmm. um, in Tulsa, I think. But uh, I went through a bunch of Pearl Jam songs, and the early records obviously hold a, the most special place in my heart because that's I got into them on ten, like when I was you know in junior high. Yep. Had the cassette, had the CD, now I have the vinyl. You know, it's. Uh, but Indifference is always one of my favorite. This tracks. is a great choice. Yeah. The, Closing track on verses. Yeah. My wife kind of gave me some shit for recording this one. She's like, "This is my favorite song. You better do a good job." Oh, well, what did she think about it? She's like, "It's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> wow, gotta love, gotta love the support. Tonight. I kept this one fairly pretty true to the original. Just sure. made it a little more ambient and yeah. did the guitar and piano on that melody. Which, by the way, this melody, unplanned, un, uh, but I reprised this melody in my next song. Oh. Right. Right, tonight. Well, it's cool. It's got that kind of nylon sounding acoustic part. I think that was that, uh, that was the Malibu. Yeah. But I, w- I was playing pretty soft. Just had the preamp cranked. Well, what I like about this version, too, is because we have the original, it doesn't sound so jammy. It sounds like a lot more deliberate. Yeah. The original version, like that melody there, you could tell that McCready just jammed it. It was yeah, all sort sure. of a stoner rock jam, yeah. which is fine. It was probably a cool moment in the studio and they were tracking sure. it. Sure. But, but what I always liked about those records, because we listened to them over and over, is that to me they felt like parts. Yeah. And what I like about your recording of this is that it highlights them as signature hooks rather yeah. than like, you know, yeah. his eyes are closed, he's playing a strat. Right. Never plays it the same again. Yeah, totally. The spirit of that's good for that record, but, you know, it's yeah, a great exactly. hook, dude. It's crazy. Um, also on those parts, I did a, a similar like real spacey reverb, like a modulated thing. Um, there's a tremolo guitar, and then on those melodies, there's a, you can hear the around the hand. There's a little bit of space there, outer space. <laughs> a little bit of outer space everywhere. Yeah. Those noises, yeah, 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 like the like that, kind of an oscillating tail. It's just a, just a uh, the what tail is it, the, the oscillates. Boss, old Boss RV5, the black grid, Love it. The, one of the greatest the, pedals ever. It's amazing. This was an intimidating one to sing too, because Eddie's last verse is crazy. He, well, he just keeps going up and up and up too. 
Yeah. And just the passion that he sings with it on the record is so good. I couldn't ever match that. But I think I did okay. <laughs> you did. It sounds great. Yeah, some organ in there, B3. Yeah, pads of the pads great. The drums are literally exactly the same the whole song until the last. There's a finally a little ride cymbal. How much difference does it make? I will say this, man. Doing a lot of these covers more mellow has helped me improve my quiet voice. Hmm. So I'm so used to doing like punk rock stuff or even my reggae stuff. I was like, I sing full voice on that stuff. Mm. This has been very helpful to be able to learn in, and get better at singing more quiet with my throat and less. I mean, you could have always asked me because as we've been told on YouTube, I sing like an effete ghost. <laughs> Some fuck said. I forgot about that. Yeah. Some motherfucker. This is a great cover. This is a great reimagining. Thank you. It also shows, I think, the insane talent of Kirk Cobain and his melodies that you could throw his melodies on other chords and it works. And I, It was such a treat to see that this worked. Because that's how we do these, is we just sort of start playing through it and seeing if it works. Right, That's exactly. really what it is. Yeah. And you can find out pretty quick when something isn't working. And then just learning the chords without that big riff, just kind of yeah. folky. I was like, shit, man, this sound, this is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It's a powerful song. Looks like on the, on the first volume when I did Sanitarium, I, 90% of that is the exact same melody as Hetfield's, but mm. just with G major, mm -hmm. C and D or whatever, and it just works. Right. And it's so fun when you figure that out, right. too. It's Mark Evitz on strings. He did the strings on the last two. He did the strings on Motor Breath, Mama Said, yeah. and Low Men's Lyric. Awesome. I don't, have any, I don't have any guess on this one. I think I've only ever brought in Hannah to Hannah. sing on uh, Memory Remains. I can do it by myself, Dad, tonight. <laughs> Little liberties of the melody here. Memory. And then Mama Said, hi. It's a really repetitive song, so it's challenging to yeah. make it flow. Right. And then I got Mark to play the big hook on the fiddle. My friend Kevin on drums comes in a little bit. That sounds nice. Ooh, that was rad. It's like Nirvana guesting at S&M. Mmm. fun part about being a musician especially in Nashville there's so many others and having this good community of people whether you tour with them or just know them with other people or played in the past we kind of have this pool of people we can pull from yeah. and, and they can pull and bring us in on stuff oh and, we do favors all the time yeah absolutely it's just nice like like when I did Memory Remains I was like I really want a female vocal so I just I literally took my little interface and one mic went to Hannah's house did that part came home mixed it in it's just fun to be able to have those little collaborations absolutely Coincidentally, you and I have never collaborated on these songs. Never. Not once. We'll do it. Uh, maybe. Maybe I don't want to tonight. So I always wanted to do Planet Caravan, and it just fit this key, and it fit that tempo. Yeah. Well, let's also let our listeners know that 
The original idea was Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. And then we ended up changing it to the big four of grunge. Right. Uh, but then Clint, Which makes more sense. Yeah, it makes more sense, but cool that you tacked this on. And I think it's my only guitar solo on any of these records. I don't tend to do guitar solos on these. Yeah. Unlike someone I know. Solo McGee over here. This is like a blend between Pantera's and Sabbath's. Got some bongos in there or congas? Yeah, those are from the original. It's cool. They're uh, bongos. They're the small yeah. ones. I need to get a. I need to get a set of bongos. Kevin, uh, Kevin played these. Yeah, he killed it. And we have it panned crazy like Sabbath. Yeah, sounds cool. Sabbath's recording of the song on Paranoid is so crazy. Yeah, they're just out of their minds. I've been listening to a lot of Sabbath lately down here. I got. I, it's like the a collection. I got the we sort of sold. You recognize the melody? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's coming up. I've got the uh, we sort of sold, sold our soul to rock and roll. Yeah, collection over there just to throw on. It's just fucking cool. They're so beyond ahead of their, their time. Their first five records are just un, unparalleled. Yeah. So let's see if this is the melody part. Yeah, check us out. That's indifference. Did you do that before you knew I was covering it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just that one time it happens. Right? I do it for the outro. But that's the one time in that one turnaround. This song is just two verses, so yeah. after this verse, just a solo out. Yeah. Really great lyrics, really creepy poetry. Yeah. God, these dudes were so young when they did this, too, man. Coked out of their fucking minds. Hell yeah. They were fucked up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not condoning cocaine, everybody. I've never done it. I will never do it. Hey, never say never, bro, tonight. You know, I'll, I'll try anything twice tonight. It opens up a little bit. Woo. Ooh, that was nice. A little big B part. Love a good fade out solo too. Yeah, they'll put the Nashville fade on it, and that's how we that's how we send everyone off. A little meditation on Planet meditation. Caravan. I like it. Well, there we go. That's cover Rebel Black in Volume Three. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed us uh, just gloating about ourselves the whole time. <laughs> Clint, you did amazing, and you also amazing. Th- oh, thanks. That's so nice of you to say. Well, it was fun, and 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 guess what? This week now it's available to anyone who wants to have it to hold and to keep and. Supporting the EPs also supports the show, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, well, and the cool thing here, here is not only do you get to hear Volume 3, but you're about to hear uh, Clint's wonderful cover of Hero of the Day. Well, I'm really stoked about it because Volume 4 uh, 
is my favorite so far. Uh, mine as well. And I feel we, like we level up a little bit every time we do these. Yeah, and it's a common thing for any artist or band or whatever. Like your newest record's always your favorite. But I mean, I, I feel like you and I took a little more chances on this one. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some cool little surprises I think you guys will really dig. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to Tonight. sing. Uh, I was trying to think of a fucking lyric. I was going to say, we took a chance, we slow danced, we made a little romance. Oh, that's Which okay. is Boot Scoot and Boogie B&D. Boot Scoot and Boogie. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Ethan. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all you lovely uh, Middle Up Your Podcast fans out there. Hope everyone's safe and happy. And uh, we're going to be back next week, right? Yeah, we'll be back next week. I so, mean, we don't take weeks off here at Metal Up Your Fucking I, Podcast. <laughs> I think we took off one actually, but we still threw out some kind yeah, of. Yeah, so we don't. Yeah, I don't care what we Santa Claus. Does Santa Claus take off? Does Santa Claus take Christmas off? Hell no. Am I wearing socks right now? Am I talking really high? Yes, we are. Does that mean what we're saying is even true? Is this getting weird Santa now? I can't wow. go much higher than this. That might be the most annoying thing we've ever done on the show. I think you might be right. All right, here are the things to remember before we leave you with Hero of the Day. Number one, go leave the iTunes review as a Christmas gift to us. You can even write, this is a Christmas gift to Metalapia Podcast. That's right. And then put in the parentheses British accent. Uh, go join the Patreon if you're in a giving spirit and you want to be a part of what makes the show great. Uh, people like Nathan Thomas who makes this record for us, we pay them. Yeah, we okay? have to pay them for our services. The, the people who have contributed artwork, we, we try and pay these people yeah yeah we're, um, we're not just like pulling out free favors every time we do one of these things we and, want people to be fairly compensated for and, their work and you know we give away so many things and this party is going to be no different like i think we're going to give away probably like 20 things of this party yeah um and that's all from the patreon so it's not just me and ethan buying golden toilets which we have done we, we have those which we flushed 12 times um, it really is about giving back and the spirit of it is a giving spirit. So if you're feeling like you want to be a part of what's cool about that, go check out the Patreon. Uh, make your plans for January 12th, the Metal Up Your Podcast Partay. Correct. Three-year anniversary, January 10th, me and Ethan and Paul Moak, super fucking group, yeah. will be playing a gig with a rock and roll gig with Matthew Mayfield at the High Watt in Nashville on the 10th. That's right. And uh, I guess without any further ado, we'll let you guys hear here of the day and see you on the flip-flop. All right. Peace. Adios.
Delete that. 